you ever feel like you're standing on the edge backward, wanting so desperately to just let it all go? Out of exhaustion or frustration or confusion, but like the game of trust, you just don't trust enough that you would be caught. That the battles are so consistent you can't hear, you can't see, or even breathe long enough to find clarity and confirmation in the wavering whims of society. Friend, I want to let you off the hook. You are not the only one feeling tossed to and fro. But it's for this exact reason we have to find footing in the comprehension of trust and knowing that we can ultimately fully rely on God. Quick side note, did you know fully rely on God is the acronym for sweet frogs? The frozen yogurt joint that's like on every corner. Me and my kids go there all the time. Yeah, fully rely on God. They took a lighthearted concept of eating ice cream and they dove really deep. Don't we need that really bad in society? The ability to be deep in our faith, but not stress it out to the point of suffocation, to the point of breaking trust altogether because all we want to do is break free from religion. Y'all, we need lighthearted, but we have to go deeper. When God asks us to trust, he isn't doing so out of our own will or even our own capability. He's doing it because he wants us to allow him to do it for us. If we could only grasp hold of truly trusting, we would release tension in all the areas of our lives, the areas we think we control, even the areas we think we're relaxed in. Today's episode with Travis is amazing. He is a believer who is just like you and just like me, wanting nothing more than to humbly trust the Lord. But knowing the importance of pursuing it daily and honestly, the biggest part though, is knowing that he has to do it blindly. He opened the episode and closed the episode with Exodus, and I want to share it again to just pack a punch. Exodus 14, 13 and 14. It says, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. It goes on to say that the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. How badly do you want peace in your life today? For me, I know badly enough to fight for it every single day. Badly enough to close my eyes and fall in the game of trust. We are all in pursuit of something more. Wherever, whatever, or whoever your more is, I want to help you get there. Holy, fully, authentically, and truly fit. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment. I learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's about the wholeness of our heart and the root of our joy. This isn't a fitness podcast. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy. This isn't confusing religious banter. This is a whole body health checkup, focusing on the heart. This is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shapers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories to wholeness. If you're one step away from achieving your idea of something more, tune in for practical, fun, and healthy ways to ignite yourself into even more. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast with me, Tamerlane Andress. There is no better time than now to get fit.
We are live and in action. There we go. With Travis, and I am so pumped to be here. This is um, episode 23 of the Fit and Faith mm-hmm. podcast. And um, the last couple episodes, I was not even in the state and not in this studio. So it's really weird to be back in front of like bright lights <laughs> and in my comfort zone, sort of. But also, it was really cozy to just like be in a hotel room and cut co- cozy oh, yeah, with a girlfriend sure. and like yeah. let's just chat. So Travis is in the out of comfort zone right now. So just mm-hmm. be aware of that. If you're watching, just let him, just let him ease into this. He's right when we make eye contact, we'll be good. But yeah. um, I want to introduce him, and it's fun because uh, I was just praying before we got on here that my love language is quality time, yeah. and it hasn't always been quality time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a fun to watch that evolve and see how God uses that like space to just be. Mm-hmm. Um, all of my devices are occupied right. so I get to just be completely present right um, and so I'm grateful to you to just be here today yeah, totally. um, we are new friends mm-hmm. yeah growing in relationship around um, the session yeah. uh, you came in through Morgan, yeah, Morgan. And we're just they've been on the podcast Morgan and Anthony both so um, I'm excited to learn more about you today okay. spend more time with you okay. and the biggest thing that I always am thankful for for you one that you always come bearing donuts which could be yes. a bad thing. <laughs> it could be a bad thing for my like really strict diet that yeah. I try to stick to, but it's also awesome because food is a love language for so many people. Oh, totally. And also that whenever we're sharing, you are always uber present. Yeah. And so I want to learn from you like how you how you are that way, why you are that way, and I've noticed just in your body language that you're always like leaning in. And whenever there's something to be said, you're so eager. You're so eager in that. Okay. And I just, I love that. I want to know like how that started and where that stems from and how God has just moved you to a place of just like, always. I feel like it's just always wanting more. Okay. And it's so good. Okay. I'm grateful too. All right. So welcome. Thank you very you're much. You're welcome. Um, and I guess to just start, if you just want to give some like backstory to like, where you came from, just give me give me all the goods. Okay. So, I mean, I'm born and raised in this area, Hampton okay. Roads. Uh-huh. And so, I've lived, you know, like I said, I've lived around here most of my life. Yeah. Gone to church around here. I was raised uh, Baptist. Okay. And so, it wasn't until, I don't know, like 17 years ago yeah. when I learned, like, the Holy Spirit, like, God, like, had all these gifts and stuff like that. I'm like... Yeah. This is not what I'm used to. Sure. 17 know? years ago. How old were you then? About 7 to 10 years ago. Oh, 7 to 10. Okay, yeah, 17 okay. years ago. And so... So you're in your 20s. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, late 20s. Okay. And so at the time, I was kind of off and on going to church. I got yeah. saved very young when I think okay. I was like 16 or something like okay. that. Um, but off and on going to church and stuff like that. And I haven't shared much with people about this, but went through a trying time this past year and a half. Mm-hmm. And... At which, I mean, I think I was at the most broken time in my life. And at which point, I just remember God just, like, reaching down and said, I need you to trust me in this. Okay. And there's a verse that kept on coming. Whether it was on Facebook, whether somebody was praying over to me, whatever. And it was Exodus 14, 14. And if I can remember correctly, it was more or less just, I need you to be still Mm -hmm. and let me fight this. I need you to trust me. And so it feels like probably for the past year and a half, like every day is a fight for my faith, Mm -hmm. but it's not like, it's not like 
I'm fighting to believe it's God just grinding me and wow. molding me to make me the you know who I am today. Yeah. Because I was telling you before we started the podcast years ago when I was going through something. Yeah. There was a dream of stage lights and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, there was stage smoke machine. I saw audience and things like that. Yeah. The work I do now with TCC involves stage, yeah. concerts, conferences, and stuff like that. I work for a church doing sound equipment, video stuff. I mean, just trusting yeah. is something that I'm learning over these past few years. Mm-hmm. And it's a continual thing that I'm doing even now. It's a hard thing to do. Yeah. It's a very hard thing to do. And I really loved the imagery of this concept of like grinding, um, like grinding you because, ow, that hurts. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> it doesn't totally. yeah. feel good. But I also am thinking of it from a food standpoint, one, because I'm hungry and two, mm-hmm. because we were talking about like my passion for like how food has fueled my spirituality and mindset mm-hmm. in such a way that is, um, I think different than how most people approach food. Right. Um, thankfully to my husband who often stewards a really good meal. It was national filet mignon day on Tuesday in case you didn't know. That's okay with me. <laughs> so Gary right. cooked some filets on the grill and my girlfriends were just raving about the fact that he took this gorgeous picture and they're like, that's awesome. He celebrated that day. And I'm like, honestly, I'm so spoiled. That's on a weekly basis. Yeah. But the concept of like grinding and food and what comes at the end of a grind, right, yeah. is something usually really delectable. No doubt. No doubt. And so I'm expected for you okay. to see like what that is going to mold and shape into like how that growing process, how that rising process, I'm thinking specifically around baking, right. that I can just see you rising, okay, rising like to the occasion of what he needed you to first be so molded into something that you didn't expect to be. And it comes, you have to have a willingness to trust because we live in a world today where it's like, if we don't, if we don't figure it out, if we can't wrap our mind around, if we can't grasp it, we're like, no, but that's not how God is. We expect for God to come to our level. He's like, no, I need you to come to my level. And if I need to change in the process to do that, then that's what I'll do. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. I have, I was, um, in something called Burn 24-7, and it okay. was a year-long training process around worship. Okay. And I'm not a singer. I think I've said that on here before, so I won't, I won't sing I'm, I'm behind the scenes. <laughs> I won't sing for you. I but I, um, I learned about, like, um, through the Azusa Street revivals. Yeah. Amazing. One of the guys, like, his prayer during that time, who was a young guy, um, was to bend me. And I remember reading that and thinking, what an odd thing to pray about. And yet I've prayed it literally ever since Mm -hmm. I have read that book. And so to like, God, like continue to grind me. I really just love that. Well, see, it, it took some time because, you know, when we, when we start to pray, it's, in some way it starts selfishly. Mm -hmm. It's because we, it's it's because we want something, whatever. And I've also learned just from past experiences or watching other people do it. If you pray something very specific and it's like very like gut wrenching and breaking, yeah. God will be like, "All right, this is what you want." Yeah. But I've just come to a place to where I'm just like, I don't know what I want. I don't know mm-hmm. what needs to be done. So Jesus, I just pray that whatever you will, whatever your will is for me, God, mm-hmm. just do it. Yeah. Beyond my capacity, beyond what I can comprehend, yeah. just whatever your will is, just do it. That's good. I don't want you to break me beyond what I can't handle and all that. Because yeah. if I ask, I don't want to ask for too yeah. much. I'm not going to take on that burden. I just go, God, whatever you yeah. want, 
Just do it. Yeah. And I'm good with it. Yeah. That's what I literally pray. Because yeah. my attention span, after five, ten minutes, I'm out. <laughs> Gosh, this is going to be an interesting podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, leave it. Hold or, on. Stay no, here no, no. with me. It's okay. But like, like prayer stuff like this. Like, sure. I get it. I can only pray for like yeah. five minutes and then that's it. Yeah. But that's just how I am right. for right now. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And it's interesting because I'm probably similar. My mind is like just in a million places all oh, the yeah. time. Yeah, totally. And I have tried to quiet it. I have done all the meditation things. I have, I've taken like a holy basil extract as like a way to oh, just wow. like, come yeah. on, like you can get calm. I've tried CBD oil. I don't know if I believe in that or what it actually, I, I don't know. I, it just hasn't worked for me yet. So whatever it be, I, I've prayed over like, God, quiet my mind so yeah. I can focus on you. And I have found, and this is kind of through um, a lesson that's been currently taught to me consecutively is the like concept of Mary and Martha. Mm-hmm. And I recently had a gal on who I like really blessed. She's blessed me in the sense that she's always been a Mary example in okay. my life. And how I really just crave being more like Mary. Right, right. And so recently reading through um, the book of John, I read it start to finish in a three-hour um, flight from Mexico to California. Okay. And I had a four-year-old with me. So that in and of yeah. itself is an accomplishment. Yeah, that's good <laughs> I was right really there. pumped. But she was just, I let the zone out iPad thing happen, which, you know, that's another conversation. But I really just was like engulfed in the book of John. And there are several occasions where Martha and Mary are brought up in the book of John, which I didn't really, I knew the story of Lazarus and how that happened, but I never was, it was never illuminated to me about the concept that Martha was the first to approach Lazarus as he's entering in, or not Lazarus, I'm sorry. Martha was the first to approach Jesus after Lazarus died. Okay. Right? So Lazarus is dead. They're, they call on Jesus to come and heal him. Right. And he's like, oh, okay. Like super sad, but he's yeah. like, okay, I'm going to ditch out for two for two days. Yeah. He doesn't show up. And he he's, everyone's like, where is he? Why isn't he doing this? This is one of his really good friends. Yeah. And when he gets to the town, Martha's the first to run out to him and like, where were you? Yeah. You should have been here. He's dead. Now he's dead. And so it, it immediately struck me that there's so much purpose in a Martha. Oh, yeah. Like, not only did she know that his presence alone yeah. could have healed Lazarus. Yeah. She believed it. But she was eager enough to walk out to him. Okay. And Mary, it, the reason that Mary is always so spotlighted is that she sits at the feet of Jesus when Jesus comes to their home. And yeah. Martha's busying and doing all the tidying, all that right. stuff. But I am that person in my mind. All over, I'm tidying, I'm getting ready for Jesus all the time. And to know that, like, I also would be the first to greet him. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, hold on. Like, that gives me so much peace to know that God gives me a spirit of Martha for purpose. Martha is in the Bible for a reason. But also like that I can yearn to be a Mary and quiet my mind. Mm -hmm. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be the first to let you know that he's here. Right. I'll be the first to like shout from the rooftops of what he's done. And that's part of the reason that this podcast has evolved, because I want other people to know. I want people to get ready for what Jesus is gonna do in their life. And if that takes you some tidying up, Mm -hmm. if that takes you some like quick tips or tricks or things, like let's do it. So that you can be prepared enough okay. for your five minutes of glory. Yeah. For the five minutes that you're going to spend with the Lord during your prayer. Five yeah. minutes is eternity to the yeah. Lord. 
Yeah, totally. But totally. it's also a blink of an eye. Yeah. And see, there's times when I can't, like, I'm just like, I can't pray. Like, yeah. I don't know what to pray. I don't know. Yeah. And so something that's been helpful to me is soaking music. Mm-hmm. And so with soaking music, and you can go on YouTube and stuff like that, and you yeah. can find different types of soaking music. Sure. Like worship soaking music. Yeah. When you do that, like when I turn, like I was listening to it on the way here. Yeah. Because I'm like, if, I, if I'm listening to like regular music, whatever, yeah. my mind's going to go. Sure. But I was like, I need not just my mind to be like calm, but I need my spirit to be calm yeah. right now. And so just listening to it, like, I, I felt like I was about to fall asleep That's on the way here. Awesome. But see, soaking, what that is, is you're giving Jesus, you're giving the Holy Spirit an invitation just to connect with you. Mm-hmm. Just to, like, when you're, when, when, you're with, uh, when you're with your husband, yeah. just to be in the room with him. You don't have to really say anything, yeah. but just to be in his presence, it's just to relax and it's good. That's what soaking is. It's just allowing God yeah. just to be there with you hang out with you yeah and he just wants to connect with you that's really good and so for me like there'll be times when i turn on soaking music yeah and hours have passed by and i'm like whoa wow. that was good i need more of this wow yeah. that's awesome and i think it like god somebody was explaining this the other day that like when you pray and you don't have that like sense of focus i believe that like god has power over our mind. Mm. His power over our heart. He, he, he can, can do anything. Control oh, yeah. all of that. Yeah, totally. And so if I'm praying and he knows my heart is in the mindset of like, God, I want to be here with you right now. Mm. And then something triggers triggers in my brain. I'm going somewhere else. Like he designed me that way. Yeah. Because there are people who can pray and they can sit there. They could do a 24 hour prayer fast and they are all in it and I just, I don't work that way. Yeah. But my life isn't that way either. Correct. And so it's, and, and people think that I'm bananas. How are you doing all of these things? Like you also have a real job. You also do this and that and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, but it's about how I prioritize my mind. Yeah. And I prioritize my mind as faith first, mm-hmm. family second. Yeah. And then I am all for some fun. Yeah, and my totally. food goes in with my fun. Yeah. So that's good. But God, he knows us so well that even in the places that you feel like incongruent, yeah. he can put that into alignment mm-hmm. and put purpose into the places that your mind is running. Yeah. Because he can use that for him. Yeah. And for his glory. You don't want to you don't want to stress faith out. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like you think you have to pray and read so yes. much and stuff like that. And you don't have to. It's yeah. more or less where you're at in your life because everybody's at different levels. Totally. So if you can, you know, if you like, sometimes I'm like, I don't even have time to like read. Like yeah. I just need to get a verse in me, yeah. you know, or something yeah. like that. And it's okay because that's just where you are in life. Yeah. 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 So true. So a year and a half goes not that long. No. And I tell you, I don't, I never want to go through that again. Yeah. However, the lessons I've learned, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. 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 It, it's amazing. And we said it before, but that like concept, the time it, you've lived however many years prior to mm-hmm. and how God can put so much in a year and a half. Correct. And it's just having a heart to be open yeah. and the willingness to go, all right, God, yeah. I'm going to trust you. Yeah. And he won't let you down. Yeah. He'll, he'll build on that trust. He'll keep you going. There'll be moments when you feel like he's not even there. Yeah. He's there. Yeah. It's just some, some, sometimes he's just quiet. Yeah. It's I have okay. a friend who's, not a believer, and he is in a, um, hmm, I don't know, I guess he's probably not going to listen to this, I don't know that I would offend him, but he's in a tough spot, yeah. and um, it, with the government, let's put it that way. Okay. And, All right. 
I got friends in all the places, okay? I've got friends in low places, high places, Texas, whatever. Dark books on, man. That's okay. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. And so, and I think that that's important. I think that that's a place that God can use us um, in other relationships, and he will. And I'm seeing it already, but... He he just had some amazing things happen for what was what seemingly was detrimental to his life, and he recognized it that like oh that's awesome I'm so pumped I'm so grateful and the first thing that has come out of our mouth is that is all God that is so good that God is that good even to his sons and daughters that don't recognize that it's him. And so Gary and I were talking about the fact that we're, we're taking note oh, yeah. from afar. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I mention it like this specific time. I'm like, just so you know, the thing that's like so great is God. P.S. Like, and see, just you saying that. Yeah. That's all you need to say. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like when a preacher goes up to preach. Yeah. It should not be the preacher's burden for the result. Ooh. God has put that preacher there just to share, to yeah. give the word. It's up to God for the results. Wow. So even though your friend may not believe, just you saying that, it's enough. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. So he, yeah, he, he laughed. He laughed yeah. it off because he knows like my heart and he knows what, what, that we're pastors. Yeah. Like, yeah all right that. On. So he was like, okay, Tamara, like, shh, <laughs> I don't need to hear that. And he didn't respond specifically. But he that knows way. that that's he the knows. deposit into his right. spirit. He knows. Right. Right. He knows. And it's, it's so good. So I'm, I'm just excited to see. And I know and believe that one day I'm going to be able to like share those pinpoints. Totally. And so like being a mom, for instance, your dad, so you know, like you can see it, especially with your eyes open to it in Mm -hmm. such a different way. The things that are happening in your child's life that you're like, oh my gosh, that's a God thing. That was all God. And while we can surely share that with them and we should, there's also the points of like, glory that God gets just in those quiet moments of Correct. like, thank you, Jesus, yeah. for like allowing that to just happen. Let me share that. So let me share this with yeah. you. So I take my daughter with me to church. Yeah. And so, for, but for me, when I go to church, I'm also working. So sure. I'm busy like getting the microphones ready and all this other stuff. Yeah. And I've got London who's just like chilling in the play corner Yeah. and is, you know, yelling daddy and throwing blocks and everything. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm, I can't do all both of yeah, this yeah. and there's and so everything's gone the worship's happening everything's taking place yeah but then she'll run up like so yeah. last night well, yeah today's Thursday so yep. last night she ran up next to the pastor and was eating a bag of chips while the pastor's <laughs> leading worship I'm like this is my daughter but towards the end when everybody's praying yeah she gets up there and is just soaking it in and sometimes she'll just start dancing wow. and I'm like god you're just like yeah you're, you're working on her. Yeah. And even for those few minutes of her just dancing during worship or just laughing while everybody's laughing, God's depositing in her. Yeah. And yeah. all of that stress, even though in my eyes, I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. this is freaking me out. Yeah. Even for those few moments of her doing that, I'm like, it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so true. And the people that are in your church because it is that family like small environment. Oh, yeah. They're, they're just glad she's there. Yeah, totally. You know, totally. And, and, and I will definitely attest to the fact that when we're in our small church environment and my kids are running around, I get so stressed out as well. Oh, my gosh. And it yeah. is so burdensome. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like they're distracting everyone. They're distracting me. I can't even like focus on what we're talking about. Yeah. But at the very same time, just like you said, like I can see points where I'm like, that was so good. That was so sweet. Even if they're interrupting the pastor, which they've done. And yeah. it's just this moment of clarity where you're like, hold on a second. Like, we're called to be like them. Yeah. 
not the other way around. They're not said to like, hey, be wise real quick and like be older. Like yeah. that's not the thing. That's right. not biblical. Yeah. And so if we could just be more free spirited and not mm-hmm. let the stress of what other people are thinking mm-hmm. or even our own like concept, like conceptualizing of the time. Right. Yeah, totally. Like, it's all good. Yeah. It's so, it's so good. Yeah. And, and that's how children feel. Yeah. From one moment to the next, they're on their highs, they're on their lows, and they just are experiencing. It's a, we're, we're so used to being organized as people. Yeah. God's like, I'm going to jack your world up. Yes. God, God will shake things around and make you uncomfortable yeah. for you to recognize him and go, let me do things my way. Yeah. You know? yeah. And that was what we were talking about, the comfort zone concept, and how we so often live in our comfort zone. And we're okay with that, and we stay there. But... And there's times where that that's okay. Yeah. That's totally fine. Yeah. But there's moments when God's like, step out. Step out. I need step you to over. step a little closer. Now. Otherwise, he would have said, Peter, stay in the boat. I'll come to you. Yeah, exactly. And he didn't. No. He's like, come over here. Yeah. Try me, mm-hmm. and let me show you what I can do. Yeah. And he doesn't do that to make you fail. He yeah. does that to help you trust. Mm, that's good. Yeah. I love that. Um, so in the last year and a half, how has that, how, how has your faith differed? Because you said you came to the Lord when you were 16. Mm-hmm. So how has your faith differed now around, and I'm sure the trust component is one, yeah. but through the growing process and the seasons prior to? I tell you, this past year has felt like literally like a workout. Yeah. So if you've never worked out before, Mm-hmm. or you've been so lethargic then you start working out mm-hmm. it feels like all your muscles and all your bones are starting to break yeah but then it takes time for the you know for those things to come back and heal again yeah. and so this whole year and a half has felt like a constant breaking mm-hmm. but then a healing then a constant breaking and then healing because what happens is when you break bones they actually heal stronger yeah. when, they're, when they're brought back together yeah. and so you know, we, we we're taught we're told about Christianity as a religion and stuff like that. But once you get past that, once you get past that and realize it's a real relationship, yeah. and you re, you get to the point where you're like, God, I'm going to trust you, but I need you to help me along the way. He'll do that, but He's going to do it in a way that suits Him, mm-hmm. brings Him glory, but it's also a good plan for you. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, okay, absolutely, good. it does. I feel like um, the hard part of that because. Here I am, a pastor, in some sense, and you're learning to trust and like give that to the Lord. Is what like there's hard, I feel like practical ways that you can trust. Do you? What would you say are yours? Practical ways. Yeah. Like if someone's like, okay, that's great. Trust. Right. Like, trust is such a huge word. It's almost like Christianity. It's almost like faith. It comes. Yeah. It comes back to that verse that. I mean, I, I can't make this up. Yeah. The verse is a constant Exodus fourteen fourteen. Yeah. And so when tough things are happening, yeah. I mean, I'm being, I, I can feel mentally and physically, I'm being pulled in different ways. Yeah. I can feel the stress. I can feel the burden. I feel, but I have to get past that. Yeah. And just go, God, you're telling me to trust you. You yeah. give me this verse on the regular, and you remind me yeah. whether it's through somebody or through the verse coming up on Facebook or just something. Yeah. You're reminding me on the regular keep going keep trusting and when it's almost like you're you're in the middle of a hurricane and you're holding on to a pole and the winds are just taking you out the rains you're you feel like your body's about to fall apart but you just keep hanging on and keep yeah. going because what happens is the storm will go away yeah and you realize 
you did it again, Kyle. Yeah, yeah, it's it so good. Yeah, there's um, yeah, obviously that song like you did it once, you'll do it again. Like yep. I just keep like I'm hearing that as yeah. you're talking, and I know like from being behind the cameras and in experiencing that over the last five years, and now doing it with the church. Um, what do you see from that lens, that angle, mm-hmm. that you see, you saw differently than when you were sitting in, in church? Well, I felt, <laughs> i tell you what, because if it wasn't for God bringing me back to church in that way, yeah. I don't think I'd ever go back to church. Interesting. Be- because there was a financial need there. Yeah. And it was met. Yeah. And so while I'm behind the camera, not only am I focused on what's going, you know, the, the, the actual work, the yeah. aspect of it, yeah. but I'm being fed. And it's almost like Jesus, like God's like force feeding me sometimes, yeah. which I'm okay with because I feel like I've got a lot to catch up on. Wow. You know, does yeah, that make sense? Absolutely. And so, but being behind the camera and seeing what I've seen uh, from different speakers, from different words, Everything is is in line. Yeah. You know, when we when we all went to the, uh, the what is it called? Uh, the co-ed hot and holy. That's it. Yeah. That's it. So there was a word that was given out. Yeah. That was almost the exact same word that was given at the church yeah. not too long ago. Yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes. so when, I, when I'm behind that camera, and I can always go back to the recordings, everything just lines up. Yeah. And I'm like... This, this is like a movie plot. I yeah. mean, this blows, <laughs> so this blows my mind. I can't grasp it. Yeah. But that's kind of the idea. Yeah, it is. Because if we could grasp God, if we could figure him out, then he's at our level. Yeah. But that will never happen. No, it won't. No. And I think I had had so much, like, fervor for the conversation that night on session when you were like, you were like, oh my gosh, I got all the feels right now. Like, I have got to share yeah. something. And I know it was like, God, the whole Spirit, like, just, sh- like, yes. I could feel it. And yeah. that's when you talk about me, my eagerness. Yeah. A lot of times I'm just like, chill, I'm yeah. quiet. Yeah. I don't really want to even say anything. It's just cool to be there. Yeah. But when the topics start to flow and it kind of hits me, I'm like, yeah. Oh my gosh, I can I'm I'm about to explode and yeah. I can't keep quiet on this. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. It's so good. So this is an interesting concept but kind of weird parallel as well because my kids go to a Quaker school and I didn't yeah. really know like what Quaikerism was prior to enrolling them. It do you have any Quaker oats, that's about yeah. well. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I'm just like visual of this lady on the oat box. Yeah, right? I have no idea. So it's a sector of Christianity off of Protestant, which I don't know much about Protestant either, but Quakers specifically have this belief that everybody within them has an inner light. And as educators in the education system, okay. that our job is to make that inner light shine. Everyone's light is different. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can get down with that. Like, everyone's different. God okay. made us all unique. And so let's help you be unique. That uniquely you, right? Yeah. I get it. They also worship without sound. And so it's a silent worship. And I couldn't, so, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> work there. Clearly, you don't have to, you can't even do five minutes. So they have no sound during their worship. Okay. But where the parallel comes into is that um, they believe that if you have some something bubbling inside of you, if your palms get sweaty, if you feel like you have butterflies in your stomach, okay. that what you're simmering on is not meant for you. It's meant for the collective whole. Okay. 
which is what exactly what happens yeah. when you're sitting there and you're like, oh my God, this is not, I have to share this out. Yeah. It has to get out of me. Correct. And so these little kids as early as three years old mm-hmm. are learning how to steward the Holy Spirit without yeah. being told that it's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But the cool thing about bringing babies home from school is we have the opportunity to steward what that message looks like. Right. And so I am not fearful of like any of the concepts that they learn. They don't have like practice Quakerism other than literally that mm-hmm. time of worship. Um, but they don't say like, we're going to do Quaker worship. They just say, we're coming together as a community in a moment of silence. I think the world needs to do that more often. Yeah. Um, and people are welcome to stand up and share if they feel like what they're simmering on is meant for everyone. Okay. Um, but it's just, it's been really interesting to see my really loud child, <laughs> the one who's yeah. vocal yeah. all the time. Um, I love those apology, by the way. It, oh, yes, of course. <laughs> he is sorry. Oh, gosh, I have to tag that here. He is, yeah, he's a goofball. Yeah. And then the other one who's like, fairly quiet and right. reserved like probably what you would be if you were in a large group setting mm-hmm. and she'll take the mic and like stand up and share good for her and man. it blows my mind like the variation that happens when you give children the space to mm-hmm. experience like that quietness with themselves yeah. so while there's you know the world is moving a million miles a minute and there's a hundred children sitting inside of a schoolhouse like it makes you realize like the opportunity that god has across the nations mm-hmm. at one given time inside just children oh yeah it's wild yeah and to see like those things like being fostered, just like you said, your daughter up on stage, like dancing, like mm-hmm. she's probably going to be a worshiper. Probably. Like, she, yeah. That's going to be like part of her gifting because yeah. she's surrounded by it right now. And mm-hmm. She sees it in such a tangible way. Correct. So it's exciting and interesting, but I'm really grateful for that community. Yeah. No, no, that's good. I mean, especially, you know, kids today, you know, I think as we, you know, we go farther, you know, through time and stuff like that, you know. God's going to use children in a bigger way towards the latter part yeah. of, of this life, you know, and you can see that now, even yeah. like the generation we're in, the younger generation, yeah. like the 18, 19, 20 year olds, they are eager to find that there's more to this life than yeah. what they are experiencing now. Yeah. You know? And I think it's our job, even being on the younger spectrum. I mean, God sees all of us as children, right? Correct. But like we and our humanity see age. We see what what's happening to our bodies and yeah. our facial hair color. All of oh, things. yeah. And so, but it's our job to steward every generation, even before, but thereafter. Mm-hmm. And so for us to realize that like we do need to pour in what we're learning. Mm-hmm. So like I, I've heard it said and I've experienced it myself, but like this concept of a quarter life crisis. <laughs> Never heard a quarter life crisis yeah. instead of your your forty year old like your midlife crisis that everybody experiences. Mm-hmm. It's like I feel like more people are having this like really traumatic experience in their late twenties, early thirties. Okay, and yeah. it's it's happened. I mean, just with us both sitting at the table, like it happened with us, mm-hmm. and it's happened with a lot of people that have been on the other side of this microphone, um, and just the people that I'm surrounded by. And so they're coming into life sooner mm-hmm. than I think. The midlife crisis typically was happening in what our society says it is, but yet now we have the opportunity to share with them even younger before any of them have to go through our trial. Right. And in I don't know from like our parents' standpoint if that was something that they were encouraged to ever share. Um, I don't know. I just feel like like the world we live in now, 
obviously it seems like the world's more fast paced. Yeah. It's getting faster. Yeah. And like you said, the quarter life crisis, it's hitting, it's hitting the generation at a younger level. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like the technology and everything, people are becoming more connected. Yeah. Like they can like, you know, get a hold of news or somebody in a split second. Yeah. And I just think it's just how God is just kind of chess piecing everything yeah. out because, yeah. you know, God is going to get a hold of everybody one way or the other. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. I just, yeah. it's just, it's just an observation of my, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Well, I know that there are so many people who have this horrible perception of that fast pace of the internet, of the accessibility, yeah. of social media, of all of those things. And I've just constantly stayed in a space of like, I, I think he can use it. I mean, I, I'm going to show up there because I think God's in everything. Totally. And if he didn't want it to happen, it wouldn't exist. Yeah. And while man is, you know, have, we have our own ways of doing things, like God's still in control. Yeah. Whether we think we're the ones inventing it or not, mm-hmm. like God gave those ideas. Yes. He envisioned the, like gave the vision, gave yeah. the birthing of all of those things. And I'll go back to what my pastor uh, mentioned yesterday. Yeah. Um, he said, um, if you really think like, man, we're in charge and like, we know what we're doing, start in Job, uh, Job 38 yeah. and just start reading okay. and talk and listen to God and how God questions Job and says, Job, did you, did you put the solar system in the orbit? Did you do this? Did you do that? Yeah. How smart do you think you are? Yeah. You know? Yeah. God's like, I'm the everlasting God. I'm, you know, even though he's behind the scenes that yeah. we may not know. Yeah. 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 Come it's on now. So, I know, yeah, like, not, yeah. not behind the scenes. Yeah, like right exactly. up in front, yeah. right up in it. I have the um, the tattoo on my hand of the So Will I from that song um, by yeah. Hillsong. And, you know, it talks about how even the rocks cry out for, for the Lord. Totally. And, and maybe it's in silence and the waves roar his thunder and the lights and the stars and the sky, they like are all for God. And yeah. so will I. Correct. And so I realize all the time on a given basis. And this is my first tattoo other than a tiny one about my children that I can like see visually all the time because the rest are like different parts that you can't see yeah and it is a constant reminder of oh wow hold on no matter what I'm doing right now am I worshiping the Lord Mm -hmm. right now am I praising his name yeah right now and no matter what I'm doing it could be as medial as grocery shopping yeah um that I have the ability and the call to to worship him mm-hmm. he made me to do that and when you do that that's you showing trust to him yeah yeah like yeah. a tangible way that's yeah. so true yeah. that's so true and when you're talking about like how you know as we get older we you know we kind of do our own thing yeah. or <clears throat> he just he just wants us to trust him like you know he's our he is our father yeah and he just wants us to trust him yeah and sometimes like you know with london she gets you know she goes up on stage and she just and it's like God just wants us just to just just chill, just yeah. trust Him, and don't yeah. don't stress so much, don't don't right. overthink things. Just yeah. trust I am who I say yeah. I am, and just go with the flow. Okay, wait, hold up. Before the episode continues, can you do a mic drop before the one-liner? I don't know if that's a thing, but I'm here to tell you about my girl Morgan with Heart Designs. Part of my passion is helping to illuminate the gifts within others. And this girl, y'all, she's a superstar. When it comes to all things digital marketing, from my PDF freebies to my website to logos or even event publicity, she's my go-to girl and she can be yours too. Go check her out now at www.heartdesigns.org. 
I mean, really, this podcast wouldn't even work if I didn't have her. Don't waste another minute. She'll be the mic drop to your dream. I know from experience. I had a girlfriend this morning who I'm her, um, I'm very close to her family. I'll put it that way. And she said, she was like, just kind of having a moment where she's like, I am so overwhelmed. Like her child is two and he's just like off the wall, like bananas doing all the things. He's a typical boy really is what he is. He's -hmm. he's no different than my child was (laughs) who is a little bananas, but he's no different than any other boy. And it's her first experience with motherhood. And so she doesn't know like what to expect or what's right or how am I supposed to protect him? Or I can't do this and I can't do that. And I'm just like, you know, just let it be like, look at him. He's healthy. He's strong. He's so happy and nothing, nothing's going wrong with him. Like, you just gotta chill. Like yeah. you can't be in control of the things that you thought you were gonna be in control oh, of. Yeah. You weren't given a girl. Yeah. <laughs> you were given yeah. a boy so that you could release this because mm-hmm. otherwise you're gonna hold so tight to what you believe is the right case scenario or the right circumstance or the right even I mean to go in a total different direction, but like the right job or the right family dynamic or the right number of children or the right financial bracket. Yeah. I mean, we try so hard to to control and God's like I I got you I've got him I made him that way for a purpose that you're gonna one day see yeah totally you don't have the understanding of it yet because our capacity is so small right our vision is so limited Mm -hmm. and so if we just if we can just let the reins go just a bit a lot of bit yeah yeah oh yeah like imagine where the horse would leave yeah like it's going to go to a pasture that you would never have otherwise seen. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's just that, that need. Yeah. And like, how do you get there when we're so like clenched fist? How do you get there? I mean, it really, you know, if we're so clenched fist as, you know, people and wanting to organize our lives and stuff like that, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's just that when we're just like, we're going to do it, I'm going to do it my way yeah. and that's it. That's kind of when we fail. Yeah. But it's when we fail, when we're broken, God's like, I am there let's, too. Let's yeah. come with me. Try it my way now. Yeah. And you can still play. You can still play yeah. a quarrel and do things of that nature. But if we are so, you know, high strung to do it our way and there's no other way, yeah. eventually there's going to be kinks in the plan and eventually the foundation will start to crack and eventually it'll start to crumble. Yeah. But God can make good out of that. So tell me in your life, and you don't have to go into crazy details if you don't want to, but where, like, where are the crumbling pieces for you? Like what has kept you to where you are now in that eagerness, even before maybe the year and a half, like trials that led you to trust? Right. Um, I come from a divorced family. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the way, the way it was explained to me was, you know, having come from a divorced family at such a young age, my trust was already skewed in a sense. And it was not necessarily their fault. Yeah. It's just, that's how it was. Mm-hmm. And so trust is something that's always kind of been hard for me, but over the past few years, yeah. um, especially over this past year and a half, yeah. Jesus, God has just turned that around yeah. in such a way that, cause I was so like going to do it my way. You know what I mean? Yeah. But really trusting God and what he said he's going to do has allowed me to trust others. Yeah, that's good. And it takes a burden and stress off that's just 
you just don't want. It's so hard to walk around this life to not be able to trust people. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I feel like I, I'm still sort of living in that way, but I, because I do have that trust for the Lord, it releases them from the expectation that I otherwise would have held. Yeah. And not just that, but when you trust God like that, he'll bring the people that are supposed to be Mm -hmm. in your life and he'll take the people that are supposed to be out of your life. Yeah. It's so true. Mm -hmm. And again, he's leading you through that versus you leading yourself into a place of destruction. Yeah. I mean, I single-handedly did myself. So I know, (laughs) I totally know. I'm like, these will be my friends. This will be my job. This will be my title. This will be all of the things that were unhealthy for me. And say, I was there. I was definitely in that broken space where he's like, okay, sweet girl. Now let me show you my way. Yeah. And God will let you do your thing. Yeah. He won't, he won't infiltrate your free will. People always wonder about that. I hear that a lot from like non-Christian who are like, no, I shouldn't say non-Christian, that's horrible, but like just non-believers. They yeah. just don't believe in the Lord. And they'll say like, well, if God was real, then why would he let this happen to my loved one? Mm-hmm. Or if God was real, then he would fix this situation. And we know as pastors that like that's part of faith mm-hmm. is like understanding that we can't understand it all. Mm-hmm. Like That's why we trust and how we trust. Right. But like God lets everything pass through his fingers, mm-hmm. good and bad, right. not because he's a bad father, Correct. but because he wants the glory in the end, mm-hmm. um, because otherwise man would take it mm-hmm. and they would say, oh, I fixed it. I'm, I ended up getting well. I ended up yeah, choosing the right path and then fixing everything on our, under our own control. Correct. You know, it's. That's a that's a tough one because that's yeah. something that you know, especially over the past year, that I was like asking. And I mean, I, yeah. you know, I think I probably you know beat the tar on a coffee table or two trying to ask that question. But in the in the in the Bible, it talks about not, not necessarily you having all the answers. God's like, I need you to trust me, yeah. and it's it can be blind sometimes. Yeah, you know, yeah, He needs you to trust Him before the storm, yeah. in the storm, yeah. after the storm, right? Because he's not going to be like, well, here are all the answers. And I'm going to tell you why right now. He's just saying, trust me. Yeah. And you've got to come to that place where it's like, it's so freaking curse word hard. <laughs> yeah. But you're like, okay, I'm yeah. going to trust you. Yeah. And when you can get to that place, it's so worth it. Yeah. But it's still tough at times. Yeah. But, you know, I'd rather trust God than not trust him at this point, Absolutely. especially through this world that we live in. Yeah. I had a friend who was talking about, like, um, he actually physically puts himself in the dark and what, like, turns off the lights and, like, makes himself walk through the dark. And most people in this specific scenario that he's talking about are, like, really scared mm-hmm. to do it because it's just a really huge gaping black space, like a black hole. Like, imagine walking into a black hole. Yeah. He's in a gymnasium, but he says it feels that way. And people literally were like, I'm not doing that. Can you come with me? Or I don't want to do that job. Somebody else can do it. And they're afraid to walk in a gymnasium in the pitch black. And so we were relating this and he was telling me about like how he has almost an intrigue to that darkness because he he'll do it to put himself out of his comfort zone to know that like, want to make it to the other side everything's going to be okay knowing again he's just in a gymnasium it's not he's like walking into a black hole and he knows what's going to be on the other side is that in life we're always going to have like decisions and opportunities and things that feel like you're walking into a black hole Mm -hmm. we do not know the outcome yeah 
left or right. Mm -hmm. And we have choice. We have free will. Mm -hmm. God gave us that blessing as well, which is also a curse. I wish he would just said, go this way, Tamara. (laughs) I'm over here. It would have been much easier, but he didn't. And so I chose left, got destroyed. And he's like, you got to go this long route now to come back over to where I am. Mm -hmm. But I promise you it's going to be worth it when you get here. So the concept of like, I'm going to walk this way or this way, Mm -hmm. God shows up at both locations. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you've chose right. And you feel like, oh my gosh, this is such a blessing. Mm -hmm. This is a win. And sometimes you're like, this was a loss. Mm -hmm. But he's still there. And so to recognize that no matter what decision you make in life, if you're unsure, if you don't know how to trust, if you just truly want to clench fist and walk through life that way, Either way, God's still there. Right. And see, and you can do that, yeah. but if you if you do the trust, but not just that, it's like tuning your radio. Yeah. The more you trust and the more that you spend time That's with God, good analogy. the more that you have that devotional time, even if it's for a few minutes, say, whatever yeah. the case, yeah. the more you tune your radio to God, the more you'll hear him. Yeah. The, so more, the, more, the more you know when you're walking somewhere, you're like, okay, I need to go this way. Yeah. Not because it's my intuition, but God's saying, go that way. Yeah. That's so true. That's so true. And that's, I think, a really tangible thing as well. And I think I've talked about that before with somebody on the podcast about hearing God. Like, how do you hear God? What does that even mean? Mm -hmm. And there's that subconscious experience with the Lord. He's within you. Like he is a spirit within you. He yeah. is a guiding light. He is the compass. Right. And so he will tell you. And he'll get your attention the way you'll recognize him. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Because otherwise you would just keep going. Yeah. Because if it was yeah. the same for every person, yeah. you know, some people may miss it, yeah. but he'll get your attention he will just get your attention. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and you'll he know. speaks your language. Exactly. No matter what language you speak. Correct. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. And yeah, the attention isn't always the best thing. And that's what I told my friend. And I was like explaining to him, like, listen, you can choose this way. And it's God also knows how to bring wrath. It's also biblical that that, and I don't want to be there. I don't want that experience oh, yeah. No, yeah. of the Lord yeah. or that experience of what it feels like then to walk in and through the concepts of shame and guilt, and he would never put that on you as a child, but we do it as man. Right. And so I've experienced those ex- emotions, and they are not easy to walk out of. Right. Or you can go this way, and he's going to show up in that capacity, and you're going to know, oh, God, thank you, Jesus, I chose the right way. Yeah. You don't always know. It is yeah. blind faith. And that's why we are so thankful to God for grace. Yeah. Yeah. Because without grace, man. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. And I, I do feel like as Christians and the more I surround myself with people who believe in the Lord, we have this true desire to shed grace on others, mm-hmm. to teach them grace in a human way mm-hmm. so that they can conceptualize the grace that they're given through mm-hmm. the cross. Right. You know, and here's the thing too, you don't necessarily even have to force it on somebody yeah. because and you can try, and it's and it'll be friction, and it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. But God will put those people in your path that are ready to receive it, and He'll give you the words to say or whatever the actions may be yeah. for them to receive it. That's I, again, it's you're not responsible for the result; mm-hmm. you're just responsible to be obedient. Yeah, that's so good. That was um, a part of I didn't tell you this part when we were talking about that my book before. Yeah. Um, that the whole way that the concept of me even knowing that I was supposed to write a book happened through a desire of a prophetic 
I wanted to be prophetic. Yeah. I'm like, I want this gift. I think yeah. this is so rad. I want to understand it again through burn 24 seven. Clearly more people need to do this because it was amazing experience for me and it has been for others. But I was for like three hours one night praying into and over the fact that I wanted this gift. Yeah. And they said like, pick one of the five gifting, like, and find which one you want mm-hmm. and just pray into it. And God hears you. He hears yeah. every call that you're, that his children want. Just like you hear when mommy's oh, yeah. like your children are crying in the middle of the night and you're like, Ooh, that's my baby. Hold yeah. on. I'm going. He hears you that apparently yeah. he knows who it is. He knows when. And so um, I'm sitting in this uh, the next day in a coffee shop and I see this guy out of the corner of my eye over and over and over again. And I'm not like looking for him. He just like keeps popping yeah. into my line of sight yeah. while I'm working. I'm blogging at the time. And I got full body chills, started sweating and chills all at the same time. Okay. Started crying. I couldn't even conceptualize like, Whoa, what's okay, what's Why going am on? I crying? And all of it was just like, it was almost like he had this halo. Like he, he was, it was all for this guy. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like mid, he's in his mid forties, like not not my type at all. So yeah. that was a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is, this is clearly there's something. Hi, Gary. Hi, baby. I love you so much. <laughs> and I like close the computer and I'm weeping. Go to the um, bathroom. And I'm like, oh my gosh, God. Like I I'm trying to call all my resources at this point. I call my first person. I call is like my worship, um, my prayer warrior. We have a group yeah. of girls called the Iron Swords, and we're just prayer warriors for one another. Okay. And so call her. She doesn't answer. So the next person I call. Is my pastor and Anthony doesn't answer. And the next person I call is Gary. And I'm like, come on, he's got to answer. He answers every phone call that I did. That's like answer. a rule. Didn't answer. And the whole time that everybody's calling yeah. and it's just void is I hear, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Like the Nike commercial. I didn't have Nike. Is that living when God set you up like that? No, yeah. I don't want to do this. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh my gosh. And I knew exactly what he was telling me to do. And okay. I was like, I, I don't. When I got to the bathroom, I was like, what is happening? Who is this person? Why is this happening? And he said, I'm supposed to go tell him that he has a book within him. And that's it. I don't know anything else. I have to blindly trust that that seed is going to grow based on the obedience of my action to go to a stranger in the coffee shop that I frequent all the time, weeping, and tell him that he has to write a book. I look like a freaking crazy person. I hear you on that. Yet I prayed for it. There you go. So God, that's why, like, that's why I'm careful. I'm like, God, whatever you want, I'm good. I got it. Clear as day. So I'm like drying my makeup, looking in the mirror like, is this really happening? And just do it. Just do it. Okay. I'm shaking because I don't deal like with stress situations like that at all yeah. or any sort of confrontation. But it wasn't a confrontation. I just had to do something I was uncomfortable with. And this guy like leans up and I'm like, I'm standing above him at this point. Definitely can tell I've been crying. And he's like... Hi. Hey, I am so sorry to interrupt you. I just got this overwhelming sensation that I needed to tell you something. And I don't know if you're a Christian or not. And he interrupted me. Thank the Lord for affirmation that he was like, I, yeah, actually I am crosses his hands, like looking up at me, like you sweet little girl, what's about to happen? Like, I know God, what are you going to say? And I was like, I don't know what this means, but God just told me to tell you that you have a book within you and a story that you're supposed to share with the world. And he smirked and he turned his computer to me and he said, it may appear that I am writing. I could see how you could think that, but I'm actually a man of numbers. And the whole thing was just a massive spreadsheet of, I don't even know, because there was no dollar sign. So it was okay. just numbers. Okay. And I was like, oh, 
okay. So immediately I start to doubt myself and I'm like, I don't know what that means. I'm not sure what, I don't know. I'm just telling you what I am told and you did your part. That's, that's all it. I got. Yeah. And so he was just kind of nodded his head and he smiled really big at this point. He was like, well, that was really brave of you. I hope you have a good day. Didn't get any other information beelined out the door because I was completely mortified. Yeah. Start weeping again out of like, I can't believe you just made me do that. But also like, I look like a complete fool. Right did get a hold of Anthony at that point, And he said that exact thing. He was like, Tamara, you are only called to be obedient. You won't probably ever see him again. Probably You're not, not. going to know what is supposed to be said or what is going to become of that. Yeah. But you did what you're called to do, mm-hmm. even out of your uncomfortability. Yeah. Four months goes by. And this is right before I understand what the book is about. I'm sitting in the exact same coffee shop, almost where he was sitting at this point, just okay. coincidentally. And this guy walks in and I go to this place all the time. He, I've never seen him again. And he sits right next to me and eats a piece of quiche. Now this is not the same guy. Same exact guy. Oh, this is the same guy. First time I've seen him. And I'm like, this is not happening. I do not want to see this guy. I'm so mortified. That was so embarrassing. I can't even make eye contact with him. So again, blogging, clicking away oh, yeah. over here. I'm not making eye. I see no one. I've only seen my computer screen. I swear I can't even see the peripheral out of my eyeballs. Oh my gosh. And so he stands up after he eats his entire quiche, drinks his entire coffee. He didn't, he wasn't on a computer typing away this time. He wasn't on his phone. He was just sitting quietly. Stands up and puts on his coat. And at this point, he's literally like rubbing my table. Like, it's like, he's right there. I'm like, gosh, darn it. I have to look at this dude. So I like lean back and I'm like, hey, like, this is the first time I've seen you for the last 30 minutes. You've been sitting there. And he was like, hey. He was like, I saw you right when I walked in. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, I'm really glad that I saw you because ever since I've seen you, I knew that what you told me was actually meant for you. And oh, the same exact wave of emotion came over me shaking chills heat the whole thing and i was i started crying and i was like wow thank you so much and i didn't i just was shocked and again embarrassed i'm like i need to get up because this is like this guy's probably like this poor girl is a complete (laughs) mess what is going on and he smiled and he walked away this time oh my gosh never seen the guy again and i go to that coffee shop all the time and so literally within seven days, I had written 165 pages of what book I hope to publish next year. My mind's blown. I don't know. There's, no, there's nothing else to say. So awesome. Yeah. The crazy thing is, is because, and I continue to pray into that prophetic gifting and it has only happened one other time. Yeah. And I still want it. And so God, if you hear me on this microphone right now, oh man, <laughs> he's going to hear. I want it. I want it. And I will be obedient to your word because I, it was the most uncomfortable I'd ever been in a yeah. scenario with a stranger and it was completely worth it. Good. But then I wonder it, it being for me, was it meant for there to be this like four this four month duration? I mean, again, you have no idea other yeah. than that. I acted on what I felt. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with the dude, though. Too bad I didn't know four months before. <laughs> you're just, you're you're not supposed to worry about the result. Yeah. You just you just obey. That's yeah. it. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, it's good though. Yeah, it is. So you're walking in blind faith right now, not knowing where God's going, where He has you, why He has you in the places that He has, other than that brief vision. Well, there. I mean, there have been prophetic words okay and i'm not i don't want to share them just yet because sure. I, I want to see what's going to happen yeah but when it's by 
different individuals yeah. and it's pretty much the same word. Mm. I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep this to my heart. Yeah. And I don't try to analyze. I just set it. Except. I just go with it. I just go with the flow. That's good. And that's really, you know, and, you know, today, like even beyond a podcast, I'm like, God, what are you doing up there? And yeah. like, what is going yeah. on? You know, and I'm not surprised. I'm not exactly surprised yeah. because I'm like, it's, I feel like it's almost like a starting point mm. of the words that have come wow. about this. And I'm like, wow, I'm just going to keep being humble. Just keep, <clears throat> keep grinding, keep doing what I got to do. Wow. You know, if Tamara's asked me to come on the podcast, <laughs> I'll do it. It's fine. <laughs> it's so good. So that's You're like, hold on. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah. good. You know, I'm just, I'm not necessarily afraid of a challenge, Yeah. but you know, if we're talking about God and this is, you know, if I'm in front of the camera, Okay. And yeah. when and when the camera goes off and I go, I'm not even going to worry about the result. I'm going to go yeah. pick up my daughter and not think yeah. twice about it. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. And it's been such a blessing. And I hope that my uncle listens to this specific podcast. And he probably will because you're a dude. Yeah. And he probably <laughs> enjoys them the most because of the relatability factor. Right. But um, I told you this, that like just a couple weekends ago, having him call and say, like in the middle of Indiana, six-year-old man listening into something that I never would have imagined he would have ever tuned into. I didn't even know he knew how to download the app. So that in (laughs) and of itself, I'm impressed, Uncle Timmy. There you go. Um, But to know that, like, your words, they do carry weight, and they do carry such importance that can affect change in the heart of people anywhere. And it's always for me, and I, I feel like if we can stay in this place of humility, it's always for the one. Yeah. And sometimes that one is just for you. Yeah. If you can, especially when you trust God, you learn to be humble because you don't take advantage of where Mm. you're at. When you start to have pride and you start to get ahead of God, Mm. God will let you do your thing. But what's the, I forget the exact verse. It's like pride comes before the fall. Oh yeah. You know? And so for me, it's like, you know, I feel blessed and gracious in the fact of the, the people that are involved in my life right now, the yeah. the jobs that I have, my daughter, yeah, whatever God wants, that's I'm good with it, you know. Yeah. So it's so good. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty amazing to see and to know. Excuse me, that just within a year and a half, like that, you've had such transition in your life. Yeah. And to know that, I mean, I remember just writing like the um, my bio like last year, and then my bio this year mm-hmm. to go to the same conference, reading the words. I mean, I was blown away what God did in my self-identity in one year. And so I know that there is such power in in God's gracious timing and that it doesn't matter. Like, I know there are a lot of people who may be listening who are, you know, in their 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever that is, and they feel like their time is up or that they've wasted something and don't look at it as a waste. Look at it as a, what you get the opportunity to still do. Mm -hmm. And I would have loved to have come into my faith and my relationship with the Lord because I was in my faith, but in my relationship with the Lord sooner, Mm -hmm. I'm sure you would have loved the same thing, but I know that it was so purposed Mm -hmm. for me and I, and it's my story and it's my testimony for for purpose, with purpose, yeah. and ultimately God gets the glory in that. Yeah. And I tell you, the verse that's coming to my mind is the best is yet to come. Yes. And so for the people who think like mm-hmm. God's done using me yep. and all that stuff, God is saving 
the best for last, especially before he yeah. comes back for his church. Yeah. God's going to go all out and he will use every resource yeah. to blow people's minds. It's so true. Yeah. Including things that people think are bad, such yeah. as social media. Yeah. And I, I always have to nail that, that head because I feel like it's a place that can, can be used for destruction as is so many things. Media in and of itself has been doing it on TV when it, since it's been skewed by all of the different outlets for mm-hmm. years. So it was before computers, mm-hmm. there was something else that man can tweak anything yeah. to be negative, but God can tweak everything to be positive. And what's really good is the fact that God will have the last word over all of it. Yeah. It's so true. And it's so interesting. And I, because I have like the desire through my entrepreneurial mind to like see the vision, I want to like see it all. And I don't want to know like the, I know the end picture. I know what that's going to look like in my small capacity mm-hmm. of heaven and heaven on earth and, and God coming for all of his children mm-hmm. at some point where, wherever I am at that point. Yeah. But it's that the understanding of like being enough long sighted that each of the things that are happening in my realm of influence mm-hmm. are, are being touched by the Lord, yeah. by us again, trusting, but also being, um, strong enough in our faith to like place him before us. Mm-hmm. And it's a hard thing to do because, but if I know that he's there in the dark, oh yeah, how much easier is it to walk in the dark? Oh, totally. Yeah. So in their like strategic way that I feel like you can literally put that by speaking it out before mm-hmm. it happens, by declaring a word over your life, yeah. by declaring his words specifically oh, over yeah, totally. your life, not a word, his word mm-hmm. over your life before it even happens. I pray for my children. I don't know what they're going to be. I don't yeah. know what they're going to encounter, who they're going to encounter, where they're going to go. I have no idea, but I can pray it out loud. Oh, and sure. God hears that call mm-hmm. and he already knows what their lives are going to ensue. But like, I believe in what has experienced in my life in the last almost four years is like, it happens. Yeah. It always happens because he always has that good plan and we're praying into his goodness. Mm-hmm. He wants to show up. Oh, totally. Right. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't want to hide anything. No. From us. It's just the fact that we need to align our will with his will. Yeah. And that just, sometimes that just takes some humbling, but also yeah. it takes trust. And that's yeah. what, it, that's what it all boils down to. It does. You know, again, like we are people that just, we so want to, we want to see the vision before yeah. we start it. Yeah. We want to see the end result before we even conceive to even begin anything. Yeah. And God's like, no, I need you to trust my vision. Yeah. Just start walking. Yeah. 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 And I think, I mean, that's just a testament to like this concept of retreat planning, which that was the whole reason we came together was your, your insight into event planning and like, what does that look like? So, you know, having a plan for a date Mm -hmm. and then instead of like all the fine tuning, all the pieces, I mean, event planning in and of itself has so many like Point A, point B, point C, the outline, all oh, the yeah. things there's, you have to get yeah. so much organized. Yeah. And I found, and I'm that way. That's the type of person. Like if I'm going to speak in front of an audience and Anthony knows this about me, I'm, I'm writing it all out. Every word's going to be written. I'm going to let the Holy Spirit go once I have it memorized. But I like want that control. Sure. I found in my last couple speaking engagements that when I don't do that, God uses me in such a way that I don't even know what I said. It might not make any sense, but I see the response and that's 
only Jesus. Like, that's why I do not script these. That's why we don't come with a plan. That's yeah. why I don't even tell you anything. <laughs> you just put you on the mic. I'm getting excited now because I want to share something. Yeah, they're here. About they're that. here. Um, if you get a chance, go on YouTube. Okay. And look up the gentleman by the name of Smith Wigglesworth. Okay. okay? First name Smith, last name is Wigglesworth. Okay. Um, if you can't find enough on YouTube, look up Revival Radio TV. Okay. And look for the videos of Smith Wigglesworth. Okay. He was an uneducated man. Okay. The only book he ever read in his whole entire life was the Bible. Okay. He couldn't read. Okay. Wow. Okay. And he would, based on the knowledge of what I've learned of him, he he didn't even know how to speak. He would go up in front of people, like to preach, whatever, and he would start talking, and he would fumble his words, like he had nothing to yeah, say. Yeah. But as soon as God, as soon as the Holy Spirit hit him, everything dead. just flowed out. It was like Jesus oh, was standing wow. right there. People were getting healed. People were lives were being changed, and he was just this guy. He was like, God, I trust you. What you said in your word, I'm going to trust you. I'm educated. I'm stupid. I don't know anything else, but I'm going to trust you. And sometimes God is like, we try to script things, yeah. and God's like, nope, nope. Yep. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So if you get a chance to look that up, That's so but cool. when we try to script, like yeah. even like coming here today, I'm like, what am I going to say? Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to say nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you want, God. Yeah. And so everything that we've said here. I'm just like, okay, God, this is yeah. what you wanted to say. It's so cool, cool with me. It's so cool. And it's so crazy because I mean, we're only 23 episodes in, so it's not a ton, but it's enough yeah. to like think that there'd be like redundancy. And because of like, we're, uh, we're kind of like connected, but yeah. like God is so not redundant. And even in his like grandiose, like, yes, he's good, yeah. right? He's always good. Mm-hmm. So you're expecting there to be redundancy in his goodness. Yeah, It's so not true. And see, that's what kind of... That's what kind of freaks me out a little bit. <laughs> I love that. Because I'm like, from the dream that was given to me years ago, oh, yeah. everything that I've gone through, where I'm at now, I'm like, God, I really have no idea what's going on here. Yeah. And everything on the outside is telling me to look this way or that way, comprehend or figure it out. And I'm just, I like the fact that Smith Wigglesworth, he's like, Jesus, if you said it, I'm going to believe it yeah. and I'm going to go with it. And that's where we have to get into the word more because yeah. if you're not, and, and I, I convict myself of this all the time because I, I will let a verse fuel me or I will let somebody else's blog fuel me that is derived from a Bible verse yeah. or a Bible story or like I have the first five app and I have the she's worthy app and I have the she reads truth app and I have all of these things and it's amazing I love walking through Bible studies with women and I love that yeah but until you like literally approach the word in your vulnerability and your insignificant mind mm-hmm. of a Wigglesworth mind I'm going to use his last name as mm-hmm. a, a verb now okay be a Wigglesworth, yeah. is that you need to come with the anticipation that he's going to show up for you mm-hmm. and you don't have to bring anything to the table Yeah. because so often I, I'm like overwhelmed. I'm like, where, where am I going to start? Mm-hmm. And I've done, I've tried to do the whole like read the Bible in a year app thing, all of those. And I always felt like it was like a job, like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I went to sleep and, I, and then I'm like feeling shame about something that's supposed to bring such light and goodness yeah. or feeling trapped by something that's supposed to bring like all of the glory of the world. And yet I was like, okay, I, I failed, mm-hmm. but God's not like, 
he doesn't care first off and he doesn't, yeah. he's forgiven me already for that mm-hmm. it's just the fact that he wants us to show up just yeah. like your dad he just wants you to come to dinner yeah exactly he just wants to be with you he just wants to hear about your day exactly and so like for me like there's some days like i don't know what i'm gonna read like the only app i have like biblical wise yeah. is the holy bible yeah, sure. app, you know whatever yeah. yeah and so i'll you know i'll choose a plan like a five-day yep. plan or seven-day plan yeah and i'll just do it yeah and it's not necessarily like geared to something specific yeah like like I'm reading the the book of John okay, right now. Yeah. Okay. And today and today was yeah. John chapter two. Yeah. I'm thinking like, am I supposed to be like super spiritual about this? Sure. No. I just read just it. Read it. I let it get into my spirit. I moved on with my day. Interesting, yeah. yeah. That's a really like easy way. Yeah. Like just go. Just yeah. come. Yeah. That's what he says. Yeah, exactly. And so if we try to stress about like like spending time with God or think we gotta be super spiritual, no. Yeah. We just go to him. Yeah. We just spend time with them. We read. Yeah. And you just keep going. It's not supposed to be hard yeah. because when you're out and about in your day, like you were at the coffee shop yeah. and all of a sudden God just hits you. Yeah. That's when it's like, okay, all this stuff is coming back to remember yeah. stuff like that. Right. You know, but when it's just you and him, yeah, it's just a chill time. Yeah. And it's so cool. Cause like I, just like when I was reading the book of John and I, I didn't even know like the part, I mean, I don't even know because I don't read the book of John from yeah. start to finish at any given time in my life. And it was so crazy, the so many aha moments. Yeah. Like, just had that conversation. I'm about yeah. to, I'm feeling this right now. This is happening. Yeah. And so he just, like, he'll illuminate the word. Yeah. And like that word illuminate is like my word. Like yeah. I own that word in so many different ways because I want to illuminate the lives of others by right. everything that I do mm-hmm. because I want the light that is already within me to just be so bright Correct. that it makes me shine yeah but when he illuminates things for me that then exude illumination oh, yeah. for others i mean it fills your cup in such an incredible way yeah. and it's almost like like it literally feels like he's highlighting mm-hmm. like you're oh my gosh let me read that one more time yeah that's bananas i never even seen that verse before and i've read this before yeah so you know anthony when he he does his messages he says i've read this verse 500 times not really i've read this verse five times and something new comes out like that sounds preacher-esque but it's not it really is what season of life you're in and Mm -hmm. what openness you have to it in that time of your life right yeah keep reading yeah i don't care if you read the bible start again yeah yeah (laughs) you just just keep you keep it's like when you feed your when you feed your body i mean you eat every day right sometimes you don't even know what you're gonna eat right just when you get into the bible just start reading how interesting i've never like really thought of that parallel before that just came out because that was god that was the holy spirit just throwing that out because i had no idea i was going to say that that's really good so like you know when you you know just just start yeah you know i mean just you just start reading and eventually god will just get you where you need to get and imagine if we thought of like that time with the lord or if we like use the bible at our meal times, for instance, mm-hmm. just from what you were just saying, and we needed it like we need food mm-hmm. because yeah. we have such a relationship with food. Yeah. And we all always think about it. Mm-hmm. And Gary's always like, I have never known anybody in my life that when they eat breakfast, they're eating breakfast and they're talking about what they're having for lunch. That's me. I love food. I like planning my life around. Yeah. Like, where are we going for dinner? What's happening? Well, if eating your spiritual body is just important as your physical body. A hundred percent. Because whole... if you do not feed your spiritual body, yeah, it's going to starve. Yeah, yeah. And your spirit man becomes when that becomes weak, everything else oh, becomes yeah. weak. Yeah. Whether you think you're strong or not. Yeah. And I've clearly I've been in the gym my whole life, whether it was a gymnastics gym or the gymnasium at school or actual facility yeah. and never really had like major gapping points, but 
boy, was I spiritually starved. And I, no one would have known it from the outside, Mm -hmm. but I knew it. I knew it so desperately knew it. It was sad and scary. And like, even when I see pictures of myself circa four years ago Mm -hmm. versus now, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I was so depraved. I was so sad. Even though I'm standing there smiling and everyone else around me was like, ah, she's the best. Yeah. No. So it's, it's really interesting how God can like, he can fuel you. He can feed you. Yeah. We just like understand that from just the depth of the Bible, of the word, of Mm -hmm. his word. And it doesn't have to be hard either. No. No. Yeah. And that's where I think we complicate it. We complicate trust. We complicate faith. Mm -hmm. We surely complicate religion. Yeah. Um, And yet we're, we don't complicate relationship Mm -hmm. at, in the same capacity. Correct. And that's, that is what it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking back to my quality time gratitude. Mm-hmm. of just like, this is so good. Yeah. And God always shows up even in our discomfort yeah. and allows us to just follow him. Mm-hmm. So thank you. For it's being a good here. thing. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Any final words? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Trust. Trust. That's like the topic. And I'm yeah. so excited to like unpack it. My favorite part of these is to go back in reflection okay, and get to like prep. I do script and prep the intros, um, but they have, there's so much meat in them because oh, I yeah. take an hour and I pack it into a minute. Okay, And so it's probably my favorite because I love to write. Gotcha. Um, so like, how can I put play with these words and see what's to come? So I'm excited for you to hear that Very cool. um, because this is, this is really good. Right on. I appreciate you. No, thank you for having me. Hey y'all, I hope in today's episode you sense an ignite to an ember within you. Something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your wholeness journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at Fit and Faith with the hashtag Fit and Faith Podcast so I can help you stay accountable. We're in this together, right? Community over competition is the motto. I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. Let's fuel the flame and share the gift of wholeness with everybody. Until next time, cheers to your health and happiness. This is Chris Christensen, and back in 2006, I started a simple project, a project to try and introduce more people to the Bible through Bible study called the Bible Study Podcast. It's a simple name and a simple idea. Each week, every week, we study one chapter of the Bible, talk about what it says and what that might mean for us today. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for the Bible Study Podcast on your favorite podcast app.